you can go sit on somebody's couch, but if you are just sitting there and you're not even one who is able to express your emotions or you're not able to articulate what it is you're feeling or going through, then you're just gonna, you're gonna spend months, month after month after month in therapy with no progress being made. Empower You podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you. Welcome back to Empower You Podcast. My name is Kidboy Cooper. I'm the creator and host of this show. Thank you so much for being here. How you doing out there? Our topic for today's discussion is practicing resilience and refocusing on your strengths. And our guest for today's discussion is Dawn Smith. Dawn Smith is a graduate medical education professional and she holds a degree in organizational leadership. She is currently working on her master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. Dawn is the author of the book entitled Enough to Lift and inspire those who have forgotten their value. Dawn enjoys giving back to the community and she works with teen girls and women on developing their own identity and voice. She serves in leadership roles amongst various organizations and community initiatives, but her most important job is that of a wife and mother to her husband and her two children. Dawn, thank you so much for being here. How you doing? I am good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, Again, my name is Dawn Smith. Um, I am a Fort Wayne native, been here all my life. Um, um, Not born, but raised here. So I'm from here. Um, I am the mother of two children, um, a 16 and five-year-old, so big gap, and <laughs> a wife of um, Diopolis Smith III. Um, I am a graduate medical education professional during the day and a graduate student at the time at night. So I'm currently pursuing my master's in um, mental health counseling. So in three years, I will be done. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. So this is all kind of right up your alley as far as what you've been studying and uh, what your what your life's work has been about. Um, you also wrote a book, am I correct? Yes, I am an author. I sometimes forget that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> last summer, I um, self-published my very first book um, titled Enough. Um, to uplift and inspire those who have forgotten their values. So it is a book um, that after a period of time in therapy, and therapy, if you've ever been to therapy, um, depending on the type of techniques they utilize, usually there's sometimes homework involved. And one of the assignments that my therapist at the time, several years ago, had given me was to kind of journal and kind of write about my thoughts. Um, I sought out therapy because um, all my life I've kind of dealt with some form of anxiety or depression and um, low self-esteem. So kind of began to, you know, I understand that there's a change and a a switch that needs to be flipped, Mm -hmm. but wasn't quite sure how to do that. Um, And so I just began to kind of write different things. And as I began to journal and write um, different um, affirmations to kind of remind myself about who I was. And as I went through that journey, I kind of just kept a journal of them and kind of decided to compile them in a book because again, not everybody is ready for therapy. Not everyone is um, necessarily ready to go sit on somebody's couch (laughs) for hours and months and years on end. So it kind of gives a person an opportunity to kind of think through their thoughts, you know, and think about what they feel about themselves and the different things that have led to the mindset that they currently have in their life. Um, whether it be good or bad, because everything in this book isn't, every thought I had wasn't negative. So um, just kind of gives them a chance to kind of journal and work through those thoughts on their own. 
Wow. I think that's really, uh, that's really powerful because I know a lot of people and even myself sometimes I'm really not ready for therapy. I'm not ready to allow myself to be that vulnerable consistently. And what I'm finding with this podcast um, is that it gives me an opportunity to, to be a little bit more transparent in a way that is not normally uh, available. And that's the growth process, right? You you have to be transparent enough to grow past whatever's holding you back. And that's, that's one of the, the, the beautiful things about, this podcast is what I believe, um, if, 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 if I'm doing anything right, uh, the goal of this podcast is to create a safe space for, uh, for listeners to be able to see themselves and Mm -hmm. in, in the guests that I have, see themselves and their own tendencies and shortcomings, and then also have real resources on how to overcome those and how to be empowered past their roadblocks um, because not everyone can afford therapy. Not everyone has access to therapy. Not everybody has access to mentorship or to uh, people who inspire them on a daily basis. And that's that's the whole reason this podcast exists. If you cannot get a hold of mentors, if you don't know uh, professionals and PhDs and authors and doctors, just, you know, this is a really, this is a free resource that you can tap into and really gain a lot of perspective and value and start positioning yourself to maybe change your environment or your actions or, you know, your perspective. So um, that's really, that's a really a beautiful thing to create something just for them because I don't feel like people think about that. You know, it's just like, oh, go to therapy. Oh, go do this, go do that. Not everyone has those tools. Yeah, and not, and even I will say for myself, the time that I spent in therapy, I kind of ended it abruptly because I was like, okay, I know what I'm feeling. I don't need to sit here and go through my whole childhood. I know what happened to me. I know why I feel this way. Just give me an answer on how to fix it. And that's not what therapy is. So if you're going Mm. in therapy, looking for someone to fix you and you don't really have to do any work and you think they're just going to tell you step-by-step what to do, that's not Mm. what therapy is. In therapy, the point is of it all is for you to set goals and for you to make certain steps to make change. The therapist can't make the change for you. So if they give you the answer, what have you invested into the change within your own life? So I know that for me, that's where therapy initially kind of went bad for me because I did not understand the importance of, okay, Dawn, you've got to do the work. No one's going to tell you how to do it, which means you have to really, because I thought I was ready too. I'm a very transparent person. I would tell my whole <laughs> life story to anybody who needs to hear it because I, I truly believe that nothing I've gone through was just for myself, Right. Um, that it in some way can help others. So always having that mindset, I'm willing to share, not understanding that you know, it's good to share and to be transparent when you, in fact, have had healing yourself. Right. Not to just be openly out here, just spreading your business. Right, right. <laughs> or, or, you know, or things like that. So, like I said, like you definitely mentioned, not everybody is ready for that. And even to, you know, have, you can go sit on somebody's couch, but if you are just sitting there and you're not even one who is able to express your emotions or you're not able to articulate what it is you're feeling or going through, then you're just going to, you're going to spend months, month after month after month in therapy with no progress being made. Mm-hmm. This book, like I said, was a kind of a springboard, I think, to help those who are not quite there yet, mm-hmm. or even those who are there. I wrote the book, I'm going to be a therapist, but I still go through this book myself. Um, therapy right. is not a f- one-time fix-all. It's just like with any other um Mental, Ill, any, mental illness is just like any other sickness that you have, just like cancer or if you have diabetes. If you start feeling good one day, you don't just stop treatment. You continue that treatment ongoing. So you may not have to go you know, every day or every week for years on end, but you may need to keep somebody on, on standby because yeah. you have triggers and things that can yeah. re-expose those certain things. And I think for me, just being in my program, I just finished my first well, I guess kind of second semester because my classes started this summer, but my first fall 16 week semester just last week. And 
within that time, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I done been to counseling. I done wrote a little book. I'm like, oh, people, that has been the hardest time of my life because I realized like I had to dig up stuff I thought I was over, you know? Mm. So therapy is definitely, it's, it's helpful, but you have to be ready for it. Not just somebody saying you need to go. Ooh, that's heavy. Yeah, that's heavy. I would, <laughs> I would start with the book, y'all. I'll be honest. <laughs> I would start. <laughs> yes, I would start with the book, y'all. There will yeah, be a link to the sh- exactly. in the show notes to the book. Um, that, you know, I, I have not, I myself have, have gone to therapy maybe three times in my life. Mm-hmm. And I also stopped abruptly because, yeah. you know, I just had some other things going on. And um, I use, I borrow other people's confidence and their wisdom and their perspective. Um, mm-hmm. And it helps me put parameters around my own thoughts and things like that. And so um, to anyone listening, I would definitely recommend that book so that you can get some parameters around what you're feeling and, and what you're even thinking. Because what you said about people not being able to express um, really what's going on with them, I think that's huge. You, you know, we hear all this fancy language that people have, and this is like, I don't even know what you're talking about. You well, know. and not only that, you go through so many life circumstances. I know for me, I became a mom at 21 and a half, then turned 22. So I went from being at my parents' house, going to school, becoming a mom, then, you know, a single mom for, for years, then married, then, you know, another baby, and, you know, in school, working, all that kind of stuff to mm. where I legit had lost the ability to kind of express myself because heck I didn't know what I wanted or what I liked or what you know right. what I really felt because I constantly had somebody else's feelings and and well-being to consider so right. things in life can just kind of, can kind of keep you from even remembering who you are honestly mm. wow yeah that's that's a lot Uh, Well, um, we can probably talk about this book all day, but I'm sure we'll come back to it. Uh, There's a few questions I want to ask you, though, um, as we get started here. Um, How would you define resilience? Mm. I'm going to be honest. It's not something that I've ever really defined for myself until recently. Um, I can tell you what the dictionary says about it. (laughs) I mean, and basically it's the resilience is basically one's ability to get over, you know, difficulties and, you know, hardships quickly. And I can honestly say for me that I've not recovered from difficulties, but more so covered them up quickly. Mm. Wow. Okay. There's a a strong difference there. There is a strong difference because recovering means that you're over it. You've moved on, you've moved past, you've, you know, whatever situation you've been through, it's no longer attached to you. It's no longer holding you back, you know? So for me, it's kind of like I covered it up to get to the next thing I need to get to. Would you say that's a normal reaction you see from many people that they confuse um, resilience with avoidance? I would say for a lot of people, especially for certain populations of people, um, that is a um, technique. I know, you know, whether the, the stigma around mental health, because really, honestly, to really deal with stuff, you have to be in the right mental mind frame and be able to really handle that. And so for mental health and really taking the time to say, okay, sorry, I, I got to take care of what's going on in my brain right now is not something that, you know, I think even nationwide is something that is some is promoted i know within black and brown people it is definitely not something until recently that we are encouraged to do um and so you know we're encouraged to pray about it talk to you know family or friends about it that really can't help you through it because you're covering up certain certain things that may have caused that trauma or or different things in your life so um i I would say yeah probably i know for me it has been i mean i grew up in a in a family you know on the outside, everything looks perfect. That's what you were trained to do. You, oh, nothing yeah. behave wrong. And... Yeah, behave, stay out the way, um, stay out of grown folks' business. Stay out of grown folks' business. And, and it kind of, you know, that being emotionally dismissive, it starts from, you know, even as a parent, I'm conscientious to make sure that I'm not dismissing my child's feelings. Just the simple, 
fact of a child coming up to you and whining and kind of whimpering a little bit, you say, ain't nothing wrong with you. That's being emotionally dismissive. And you Mm. think that's not something that's big, but if you're constantly doing that to a young child or even your spouse, your family member, that's telling them their feelings don't matter. And over time they can believe, which I did, that my feelings didn't matter. Mm. Mm. That you're always overreacting or you're always reacting incorrectly to something rather than processing things Mm -hmm. in the way that you process right exactly wow yeah that opens the door to a lot of uh self-esteem issues um i'm sure i know you know in my own because i i completely relate to that uh you know you you know we used to always say children are to be seen and not heard Right. And uh, we practiced that a lot. There was a lot of us. So if we were heard, yeah. it was going to be super loud. So there was there's <laughs> parameters there. There was like, yeah, but yeah. And I, oh, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say, but that that's absolutely, you know, the 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 format that I see a lot, even in sometimes in my nieces and nephews, you know, uh, you catch yourself just being like you're overreacting, you know, right. uh, either either it's me or whoever else is around them you know, you're overreacting, you need to relax, you need to stop throwing such a fit about this, blah, 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 without actually really digging into what it is that's bothering them in the first place. Exactly. Because I mean, and then they become adults who don't understand their own feelings and don't know how to describe them because they weren't allowed to have them. Mm. And then they get into relationships and, and try to become parents and all this. Ooh. Yes, yes exactly. Wow. Yeah. So in yeah. that same, um, you know, obviously it's, it's, a, it's a weakness we all have, right? From the way that we were brought up in some cases, from the lack of space that was available for us to be uh, emotionally aware or, or um, to really understand that we are covering things up rather than processing and being resilient. Right. Um, what do, you, do you think it is more important to focus on your weaknesses or your strengths? Mm, that's a tough question for me because I think, um, because I always felt that the way I felt or reacted, because that's the way I was kind of taught, was wrong. I've always focused on my weaknesses and in order to turn them into strengths and kind of been, in order to benefit others so that I was seen as, you know, necessary or worthy to them. Mm. Um, and, but I think that it's good to focus on both. It's, it's a balance. It, it honestly, it's a tricky balance that I don't think anybody in the world will probably ever master. Um, but what I've learned, I'm learning recently over the last couple of years in my life is to try to focus more on my strengths. Um, because I think society has kind of made it you know, at one point it was a, you know, let's don't fo- downplay yourself. You know, I think probably like our parents' generation, downplay yourself so that you don't seem braggadocious or, you know, or something like that, where now society is kind of going to the extreme where only talk about your your strengths and don't talk about your weaknesses right. because that can become a weapon for other people. So I think it's definitely important to, you know, Mm. praise yourself and allow yourself to identify your strength like I said that is a huge struggle for me it is difficult for me to even hear my husband say you know nice things about me I know and I was in a um, a class for my class we had to do weekly um, group counseling with some of our class members members and um, some in the older cohort from ours they were our counselors and one of the first exercises we did was to get like three strengths and like none of us could really do it. Like it was difficult. And I, again, I think once you get older in life and you give so much of yourself to everybody and everything else, you kind of allow yourself to be kind of downplayed and to kind of forget what you what your superpower <laughs> in a yeah. sense. And or or downplaying them sometimes to please others. So I definitely think it's it's a balance. It's good to know what your weaknesses are too. So that way you can work on them because a person that's not self-aware can be detrimental to anybody they encounter. You know, so I think it's it's a balance. Yeah, you said a lot of things there. Um, one of the things you said that stuck out to me was that 
people worry about um, acknowledging their weaknesses because mm. they are afraid or conscious of the idea or the fact that their weaknesses could be weaponized against them. Mm-hmm. I think that's very, very important as, you know, you know, as we all try to evolve, you have to start to face the things you're not good at. Right. And, and I, I completely agree with you. And you said, you know, you, as, as over time, you've just learned to focus on your strengths and to build on those strengths and to gain that confidence from those things that you do well. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, I would take that even further just for myself I have learned that if I am fully to be in my purpose or to be uh, operating in my gifts, that I have to exercise the things that I do very well. Mm-hmm. Because one, you know, they give you confidence and they provide perspective on the things that you don't do well. Because if you realize, okay, I'm really great at doing or like for yourself or for writing books or, or, or intervening in this mental health space, That motivates you to then say, all right, I need to make sure I'm doing this self-work because I enjoy showing up for other people in this way. I enjoy occupying my gifts in this way. And so that that positive thing that you're trying to create, that you are creating on a daily basis, then gives you more uh, momentum to change other things that you're not as happy with, you know? Yeah. So I would I would definitely agree with that. I'm I like to beat up on myself a lot. It's like a pastime. So I, honestly, I do too. It's, <laughs> I don't know what it is, and I really Theo has to tell me all the time. Like I'm gonna need you to stop. Like just uh. <laughs> take the compliment or acknowledge yourself for this and stop. I need you to stop. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult because you know we were raised to be or by parents who you mm-hmm. know who enforce this idea of being humble in, in faith in, you know, you don't do anything in your own strength, but there has Mm -hmm. to be some balance there. You are still beautifully and wonderfully made and you should be thankful about that. You don't have to give that away. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I'm about to say where to offer (laughs) ambassador. Yes, I definitely 100% agree. Yeah. So what, what is your biggest realization about um, the benefits of focusing on your strength? Uh, and I say realization because a lot of times people say like, well, what's your biggest failure? It's like, well, a failure is a painful realization that something you're doing was not working. Um, yes. And so I try to call them realizations because if you learned from it and you grew from it, you can't call it a failure. It just didn't work out that time in the way that you were anticipating. So um, what has been your biggest realization about yourself regarding your strengths and, and, and what wasn't working and how did you handle that? Um, I think that through building my resilience and trying to focus on that and work through my strengths is knowing that, or believing that and understanding that my change or focus on my strengths should only be to better myself, not to please anyone else, Mm. not to um, show myself as being worthy to other people. Um, So more so being kind of like when we're talking about therapy, with therapy, I had to want to focus on that strength or build that strength for me first it couldn't benefit my my husband it couldn't benefit my children I needed to understand the importance of it for me right Mm. and and learn and applying it from that because ultimately anything that you do is going to impact you in some shape or form whether it's a strength that you're you know something that's bad or something that's good or negative it's going to ultimately impact you it may somehow directly impact somebody else but it may impact your in effect have impact on your character or how people see you you know or something in that sense yeah so ultimately i needed to do it for me and like i said before i've always kind of just because of my 
past have always focused on making sure that anything I developed or anything I did, people could see that I was worthy and that, and, and I, in a, in a sense to prove myself. So like I said, right. and for me, it's about focusing on the strengths that ultimately make me a better person for me. Right. For you, not for yeah. everybody else. Not, not for anybody else. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yes. Uh, that, that, that's so, that's so real. You know, I yeah. think anybody who really loves their family and who wants to, um, you know, be of good energy or good impact, you know, in the world, we are always focused on how it's going to affect everybody else, yeah. you know, yeah. well, how does, you know, does this work out for them? And, you know, and you can't save anyone unless you can save yourself. Exactly. And I, and I, it's taken me some time to really realize that like, sometimes you'll see memes or you hear people say, you can't love anybody if you don't love yourself. And I'd be like, yes, I can. Because for me, I always strive to make sure nobody feels the negative feelings I felt, especially when encountering me. So I'm like, yeah, I, I can love other people better than I love myself because you know, I'm protecting them and I'm, I'm stuck on making sure they never feel like I like I've ever felt. So I can do that. In reality, you can't, you can't, you can't, you know, show up for other people when you won't even show up for yourself. Mm. Mm. And if you, and if you're trying, aren't you just faking it? And is it, that really showing up for anybody? Man, let me tell you how fake I've been. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I've had to be honest with myself. It's like yeah, that phrase, I, I, I fake it till you make it, mm -hmm. you know? And like I said, that's where I felt like I covered instead of recover, because if you, you can't really recover from something that you're not even aware of or are unwilling to define in a sense. Right. So I'm not faking Unwilling it to, to define. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. interesting. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Being unwilling to define what's bothering you. Today is the day and now is the time. If you have a good idea, good intentions, and are looking for a way to get audience and to get your great message out to the world, I encourage you to start your very own podcast. You would be surprised the amount of folks who are waiting to hear your content. My name is Kibway Cooper, and I have been an audio engineer for the past seven years years and I am offering one-on-one -on -one coaching to help you get through the beginning stages of creating your very own podcast. Please reach out to me and let me know how I can help you. My email address is empoweryoupodcast at gmail.com. We offer one-on-one -on -one coaching, a live masterclass, and even a 10-module course that will take you through the entire process of creating, producing, and distributing your podcast to your very own listeners. This is a great avenue to connect with your audience and to connect with people who are in need of your voice. Again, reach out to me at empoweryoupodcast at gmail.com and let's get your podcast started today. I mean, I think it goes back when we were talking about, you know, going to therapy or just, you know, the willingness to really, to really deal and say, hey, Dawn, you like, for instance, friendships is something that are very important to me and something that I strive to maintain. But I had to come to realization that, okay, my friendships are going this direction or not thriving, or I keep attracting these type of friends or things like that. Because guess what, Dawn, you a sucky friend. Mm. Like I wasn't until I was willing to define and understand, hey, this is where you yourself are not, have not shown up as a good friend. Being fake and phony, as we were talking about, is not showing up the way that I, that person needed me to be. I was showing up the way I wanted them to show up for me, and that's not okay. So I, until I was willing to define what the word really friend was for me and the type of friend that I wanted to be and the type of friend I needed and be honest, just like you just said in relationships, I can't have a husband and be like, oh, I got a husband, but I'm willing to, unwilling to define for him what us uh, sit down and define what those roles of husband and wife mean to each other. We just, if, if so, you just going around butting heads all the time because your roles haven't been defined or we haven't discussed you know, okay, when I say, 
I'm trying to think of a good example. Because <laughs> with me and my husband being one right brain, one left brain, we constantly have to <laughs> have open communication. It's very key. But if we define, okay, um, honey, did you um, clean or clean up today or something? Did you clean up the living room? My definition of cleanup and his definition of cleaning up are two <laughs> totally different things if we don't sit down and define what those are. Right. You know, even just what certain words and different things mean to certain people, they're going to be different based on their life experiences. So until you are willing to really define what that is and be honest with yourself, you can't recover from it. You just, again, you're covering it up. Right. You can't be resilient because you haven't no, acknowledged can't. it. You've just yeah. moved on. You've turned your back on it. You've turned the page, but you have not completed right. that process of, of trauma or, or recovery or acceptance or, you know, whatever that is, healing. Right. Like for me, another thing I had to really, because of, I was kind of told my emotions were, you too emotional as a child. I've downgrown to an adult who the only emotion that I honestly allow myself to feel is sadness. When things that are happy to me, are happy for me that kind of you know should be making somebody you know people cry out of being happy I, I i don't think i've ever done that like i don't know what that feels like i only know sadness mm. and being honest with myself it has allowed with that has allowed me to feel to heal and dig deep as to why that is and then yet recover right. and have true resilience right because you addressed it mm -hmm. that, that you, yeah yeah Mm. Wow, I got a friend of mine who always says we're breathing poisoned air. Yeah. And I believe that. I believe that. I think, you know, depending on what where you grew up, and I'm sure for anybody listening to this, it could be any number of, of different yeah. variations, but more than likely you are carrying somebody else's trauma and it is now rolled into the way you're living your life. That's definitely generational curses are more than just you know, breaking the curse of maybe being a teen mom or being an uh, being addicted to drugs. The trauma of not being able to deal with your emotions, that's mm -hmm. something you pass on because you don't, you're not teaching your child how to, you know, progress and, and build through emotions or be resilient truly. You're just teaching them to cover up or to seek out other things to heal themselves. Right. So, wow. Uh, I think you're like giving me too much homework. I have too many. I have too many things. <laughs> Dawn is triggering me, you all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm triggering myself, dude. I mean, I, trust me. Everything that I'm saying, I am not 100% through. Um, even as like as you sent me, you know, as we've talked about doing this this particular podcast, and as I'm looking at the questions and stuff, I'm like, dang. Kidway about to make me tell all my business. <laughs> I'm not 100% through this. And honestly, because at, at one point, and that's why I think even with my book, I wrote it last July. I'm, and we were just before this came on for me to promote myself and I have to talk about things for myself. It's something I'm going through mm. right along with you. So yeah, continue, continual thing. Yeah. And there's no destination. That's the crazy part about all of this. And to anybody listening, if you think success or empowerment or resilience or growth is a destination, it's not. It's an everyday decision that you yeah. have to be committed to, regardless of what side of the bed you wake up on. Right. And and yeah. that is where the 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 struggle, the strength comes into play. Cause you know, I, I definitely have had days where I don't want to do anything. I don't want to function. Exactly. And it's been even harder. I mean, as we're in the middle of a pandemic, pandemic, I mean, I've been working from home since March. I'm doing school from home. So I'm literally in this house all day with my husband and my two children. Yes. yes. And some days I have been, you know, like I mentioned, as I'm in school and I'm sitting here having to dig this stuff up, but some days where I haven't wanted to get want to get out of the bed, I'm like, don't open the curtains, just leave me alone. Mm. But having that mindset of okay today Dawn you've got to get up from this you've got to you know push through you've got to do better yeah and you mindset. can you can yeah. overcome yeah not all at once though <laughs> right not all at once it is not like I said like you mentioned it's not a 
right now type of thing is a continual process. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so how do you balance? How do you balance your life? Um, you know, you're, you're being an author. Cause I'm, I'm imagining, uh, because what I understand is, is that when you create something special, you want to do it again. And so I'm sure there's going to be a follow-up to, there is going and, to be <laughs> yeah. So how are you balancing, you know, your life, you know, being at home, working, being in school, being a professional writing, being a wife, being a mom, you know, that's a, there's a lot of emotional real estate you have to navigate on a daily basis. Um, and your ability to process and be resilient and respond quickly to things is super important. How are you doing that? What What's something that you would recommend for someone who is, you know, going through it? Um, what I would recommend, because it's something that I currently am, like I said, working through myself is having you a support system that you can lean on as you're dealing with all of that stuff. Because with all those things you mentioned before COVID, I'm involved in, very involved in the community. So I have all of that. So I'm in meetings and all kinds of stuff all the time. Um, but just mapping out number one, taking that time out for yourself and not feeling bad for it. Um, as a wife and a mother, that was something that, you know, me going back to school, I'm at work all day and then class two nights a week. As I continue through my program, I'm going to have practicum and internship hours. How is that going to affect, you know, my family's finances at that point? And, you know, how, what does that mean for my children? And my son is going to be a senior next year. So what does, you know, what does all that mean? And so just having a support system that is going to support you taking the time out to do what is needed for you is very, very important. Um, while I have that, it's still a struggle for me because, you know, when you're a parent, there's parent, mommy, daddy guilt. There's, you know, if you have a spouse or in a relationship, you feel like you want to, you know, spend time with your significant other. Um, my friends, when I, uh, I think I posted on Facebook the other day that my grades was posted and my semester was over. My best friend was like, finally, I get my friend back. But you know, mm. there's those texts and calls and stuff that you just have to ignore. So that's the biggest thing I would say in balancing is setting for you what's important. Um, I'm learning right now to kind of, because my, my, my thought for two more books, actually, I've had, um, since probably last fall, and I haven't taken the time to write them, but just being more, um, probably planning, I'm a planner. So for me, yeah. it's going to take me actually, okay, you don't have to get the whole book done in one day, Dawn, map out right. <laughs> time, whether it's 10, 15 minutes a day, whether it's one quote and, um, some journal exercises for, you know, do one a day or something like that until, I get pumped out what I need. So giving yourself, I think the most important word I've learned throughout all this is grace. Um, you want um, progression, not perfection also. Um, so to kind of just, you know, allow yourself that time to find that balance um, and create it. And like I said, having, I think just having a support system is the biggest thing. People that would cheer, cheer you on, people that will hold you accountable. Okay, you said you was gonna, you was gonna have this book. Where, where you at? I need to see some pay. You know, that's kind of right. how when I'm in this other one, when I told, I told a few key people, I didn't tell everybody. I told people that I knew would hold me accountable. And if I didn't have it within, you know, okay, a certain amount of time to be like, okay, where is that? You know, or set dates. If you have a particular goal. Oh yeah, put a date goal, on it. Put a date on it. For me, making sure that I had, okay, I'm like, okay, I'm writing this book. Um, I had actually published it on Amazon before I even told anybody about it um, because I, and I literally bought, bought probably five drafts of it myself. Cause you had, they make you buy your drafts, like your own stuff. Um, but I wanted to see how it looked and format it before I would give it to anybody um, before I actually let the world know that I had a book out there, but setting dates, I think too, I set a date of like when my book signing was going to be once I had a plan and people started moving in motion and my, mm -hmm. my, started moving it's like okay I have to get this out here I have to promote it now I can't just sit on it um so I think that that's another thing giving yourself goals yeah you know because 
without goals, there is, like you mentioned before, there's, it seems like there's no end in sight. And there's like, you give yourself excuses to not have that balance or to allow other things to come before what your dreams are or what you're going for. Yeah. Uh, putting a date on your goals, you know, that's something I've learned to do actually from a guest that I had on this podcast. Um, oh, she cool. was like, you, you, a goal is, is something with a date on it. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't just say you've got a goal and you don't have any timeline for it. That's not right. a goal. That's just a want. Yeah, exactly. You know, like there has to be some parameter of execution involved mm -hmm. in your goal. So, yeah. you know, that grace word, and you, you said a couple of things. I'm going to try to get them right. Uh, the first thing that you said that stuck out to me uh, was how you have a hard time or have had a hard time showing up for people, uh, for your friends and things like that. I feel like I definitely have a hard time showing up uh, and it's not because, and I think I show up for people. I mean, I think I do, but I just don't, it's, it's just different. I know when I feel like I'm on, when I'm doing well and being balanced and that's difficult um, because I think what you said the next thing you said uh, was about seeking to have progress, not perfection. Yeah. That's huge for me. That's like major key because I was always, you know, raised to believe that perfection is the, the ultimate goal, right? Be perfect as I am perfect. Right. Right. For all any of you all who don't know, like I was raised in the church. And so there's definitely going to be some biblical references that come right. up in these yeah. podcasts. Um, I do believe that there's far more to um, God and any divine being you may subscribe to than just what I learned at my church or you learned at your church or whoever it is. But when you hear references like that, that's just some of my background coming out. Um, and part of that is about being perfect and endeavoring to be perfect but i think what you just said is, is about wanting progress over perfection i think that's huge that's yeah. that's a different that's a totally different way of thinking about it because then do you have to beat up on yourself as much is it easier to practice resilience when you're not expecting yourself to be perfect all the time yeah and i think that that key that's another key word is expectation and for me, and even with dealing with my friendships, the problem was not that I was showing up because I'm gonna be, I'm that friend. If you call right now, I'm there. I don't care what time of day it is. It's not that, but it's showing up the way they need you to. I was showing up the way I wanted them to show up for me. And that may not be the case. So therefore, expectate, I was putting an expectation on myself that they didn't likely even have for me. Hmm. So it's about that's that communication. And then that's that willing to dig deep and to kind of define that relationship every relationship has a definition that's something that I'm learning you know you need to go into whether it's a friendship a business relationship a working relationship anything defining what you want to get out of it or what the purpose of that is so therefore there's no expectations that you're putting on the other person or they're putting on you that can be misconstrued and therefore you're striving for perfection in something that wasn't even asked of you mm. So yeah, that's that's definitely something I definitely grew up where I'm I'm a type A person typically. <laughs> so that perfection and I mean progression instead of perfection was something that I always, you know, kind of dealt with. I don't I, I was scared to, you know, like biggest thing right now, I want to start a YouTube channel where I'm discussing my process through becoming a mental health counselor There's so many videos after people graduate but I want to discuss the process and everything I'm going through but I'm scared because okay what kind of camera am I supposed to have what's my lighting gonna look like do I have the background the music oh, I got you I got I'm you. wanting it to be perfect you know what I'm saying oh, I but got you. I can help you out with all of that one of my friends this weekend was like girl if you don't pull out that iPhone 12 that you just bought and just record yourself <laughs> and get a ring light which I think my husband got one for Christmas, but hey, love. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just do it. It doesn't have to be perfect because no matter, of course, you're going to have people that are going to critique, but no matter what, there's always somebody that has, that needs what you have currently and everything that you have, you, you need, you've been equipped, you've been equipped with. So 
Wow. You said there's always someone who needs what you have currently. That's, that's very encouraging because, and I had to write that, that phrase down progression over perfection. Um, that is so important. And that's something I am definitely going to practice a little bit more because I do, I, I, I 100% with you. I want things to be perfect. I want to really, really, you know, knock it out the park, um, in everything that I do. But at the same time, I want it to be impactful. Yeah. And so sometimes you have to divorce this idea that you have of yourself, that ego, that needs all the everything to be correct, you know, because that's not even the expectation some people have of you. Right. Exactly. You know, they just need what you, what you've been equipped with, you know, Mm -hmm. as you said, Um, I had a friend of mine who said, um, done is better than perfect because perfect never gets done. Yeah. Very true. So, you know, uh, absolutely ring light iPhone 12. I'll be taking videos of my little iPhone 11 I'm, I'm, I'm past yeah, like my friend showed me how to do it in a tent. She's like, go to your settings in 1080p and all this stuff. She's that's saying, right. Go buy this. That's right. Put yourself you know. in 60 frames a second. So it's real, yep, real smooth. <laughs> you know, like you get that, get that, uh, this is a little film tip for y'all. Get that, 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 uh, what is it? That soap opera look. That's why they all look like that. Cause it's in 60 frames a second. Ain't no blur there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's why they don't look real. (laughs) (laughs) They look like they're gonna walk out the TV at you. Uh huh. Yeah, that's that sixty. Yeah, I just have to practice. She's like, I'm gonna try to shoot some stuff or like Christmas and see what it's like and go from there and just be. I mean, for me, I rather I don't. I rather just talk and just share with people. I want my audience to know me and understand this journey. So absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if they listen to this podcast and check out your book, uh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Everything about what you created with that book is, 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 is from the heart. Um, and, uh, I really appreciate it because I went to the book signing. So I listened to a lot of the stories and things that were behind the book. Um, And uh, it was very, very moving, very, very moving. And so I'm very thankful that you're able to come and share your gifts with us. Um, Before I let you go, though, uh, we do have my favorite part of the episode, which is the thought exercise. This is my selfish self-indulgent part of the episodes because you know while i'm happy to share these the thought exercises have really really brought me a long way in 2020 they just have there's no no if ands or buts about it i have learned and grown so much from these thought exercises and anybody who's out there um you can find me on facebook or, or on instagram uh, you can email me. You can go to my website, empoweryoupodcast.com. Everything is Empower You Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, on, on the web, Empower You Podcast, everything. Um, and you can tell me what you've been thinking, too, because for me, I've been following these thought exercises and they have been profoundly helpful. And going into 2021, I know some specific things I'm going to do and okay. I'm going to change about myself based off of all the input that I've gotten um, and the the self-work that I've done through these thought exercises and these interviews. So, you know, if you can't afford therapy or anything like that, you know, just listen to some good stuff. You got to start somewhere. And I think Empower You Podcast is a great place to start. And these thought exercises are absolute love. So I'm very excited to hear uh, what you have for us. Um, so whenever you're ready, the floor is yours. Um, I would say ultimately the exercise that I would say is cultivating a belief in your ability to cope. Um, The importance of maintaining perspective Um, and resilient people tend to understand that I think better than most. So it's like I said, it's something that I'm working on. So while a situation or a crisis may seem overwhelming in the moment, take a step back take a pause. I had a boss that used to say the power of the pause. Mm. Um, Look at your situation um, and and see and allow yourself to feel in that moment. Allow yourself to identify what your feelings in fact are 
and stay in those stay in those feelings as long as you need to. Don't allow anyone to force you through. Um, I know the word, meaning of resilient is to recover from something quickly, but if it's not something that you even really understand why it happened or the process of it, you can't recover from it quick quickly. Right. So allow yourself that time that is necessary to, like I said, power of pause, pause in that moment, pause and take the time and seek the support that you need in order to properly recover and um, show resilience through that situation. Mm, the power of pause. Yes. Man, that's a, that's a difficult thing to do. I, I have, yeah. I've had, that's, that's easier yeah. said than done. <laughs> it, it very, I think, and that's what I think. Um, people have been all year have been trying to rush 2020, like COVID and everything else is just gonna go away on January 1st of 2021. But that's one thing I think 2020. I'm I'm thankful for is it forced me to pause. It forced me to. I mean, I didn't have meetings to go to almost every day of the week. I didn't have my. You know, my husband was home more. We were with our children. And, you know, although we've been married, I use this example all the time, and I know he doesn't mind me sharing, we've been married for six years, six months after we got married, we got pregnant, then mm. we had a daughter, so we had two children, so every day, we got in the routine of the everyday, going to work, getting the kids from, you know, care from grandmas, and then from school, and practice, and our stuff, to where we really had no time of our, for ourselves, other than the one week vacation we'd take during the summer, together. Um, so it forced us to pause and say, hey, okay, let me really get to know you. Let me really understand how to communicate with you. And just even how these revelations I'm having about my own self, the desire to go back to school to really, you know, help others. Um, so 2020 has forced us to pause, whether we like it or not, is what you decide to do with that pause. You know, sometimes you see, I know at the beginning, I saw tons of memes where like, if you come out of quarantine without having started a business or done this or done that, we are in the middle of a pandemic, okay? Don't allow anybody to tell you what <laughs> your pause or what you should be achieving at this time or any other time. Right. Your time is your time. So I think, you know, just it's, it's easier to pause when you, like I said, have a goal and your goal ultimately is to, when you mentioned it yourself, to, to empower and to help others and to make yourself better when it's a goal that, you know, is, has that positive or you're not necessarily, something that you won't necessarily get something out of that right. tangible, <laughs> right, it's right. a little easier to pause, you know, it's a mm -hmm. little when you understand what the repercussions can be if you don't pause, like if you have a traumatic situation happen and you, you know, respond in a negative way where your your normal reaction would be to maybe yell or scream, what has how's that worked for you? You know, in the past, like probably hasn't. I know for me it hasn't. So, you know, stopping it. Yeah, so and that's huge that's a major um we we get very very caught up responding to things mm -hmm. from a reflex standpoint yeah yeah and sometimes our reflexes are trauma informed they're not resilience informed yeah you know um when I'm i say trauma, trauma. You, you say what i'm a trauma responder uh, <laughs> yeah i don't you know, I I have spent a lot of time by myself this this year, and uh, what I've learned is sometimes my responses are not from a trauma perspective, but I understand what tones uh, oh, yeah. I'm comfortable with, mm -hmm. and so rather than evaluating a situation from a paused standpoint, you know. I can very easily just allow things to just roll because I've figured out how to uh, maneuver in the midst of chaos. Yeah. So rather than, you know, dousing the fire, you know, I'm just going to add the things that I need to get burned anyway, and then I'm just going to bounce. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a yeah. rough analogy. But the the idea is just that, you know, I, I completely respond with my own programming to things, too. And I do not pause nearly enough. Um, and so that's 
I don't know. That's like that Sagittarius in me. Like I'm always trying to yeah. go. I'm always <laughs> trying to go. Yeah, we're kind of reactors. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's what makes us awesome. I've right? been hearing people talk about how annoying Sagittarius is. I'm like, listen. whether or not you're gonna get a a, a pop off or <laughs> a really nice one. <laughs> listen, <laughs> we nice are one. we are passionate human beings. Very much. And it so. can be a really great thing, or it can be a really bad thing. Just depends yeah. on your ability to pause in the moment and figure it out. Mm-hmm. The power of pause. Y'all heard it. Take a moment this holiday season and pause. Just think. Stay with yourself. That's love. That's love. Thank you so much for being yeah, thank here. Thank you. Um, can you tell us again how we can all find your book um, and how we can find you and interact with you? Um, and maybe, you know, uh, somebody who is deeply impacted by this episode can send you a thank you note or something. Okay. Um, well, my book, again, is titled Enough to Uplift and Inspire Those Who Have Forgotten Their Value. And you can find it on Amazon.com. Um, and you can find me either on um, Facebook under author Dawn J. Smith or on Instagram at Enough Journal. Hmm. That's awesome. Thank you, you so Club, much. I forgot. You got Clubhouse now. So on Clubhouse. Oh. I mean, under Dawn Smith. Listen, what is Clubhouse? I got to figure this out. Okay. I keep hearing have, about this. Got to join Clubhouse. I'm going to have to send you an invite. Okay. So just okay. Text, so I'm going to get your number. Give me your number and, I, and I'll get it from Theo and I'll text you an invite. Okay. But so it's like, uh, it's called Clubhouse and it is a space. It is the best networking space. You would find a lot of benefit. There are so many YouTubers, podcasters, all kinds of people. There is famous people, like really world-renowned people to regular folks. And you just basically, you go in different rooms that people create um, and you have conversations about different things. Um, there was a type when I was in today talking about um, therapy and, you know, maybe like, I think the title was therapy, why it didn't work for you, where people were talking, there were some mental health therapists, some that are licensed and then just regular people in there discussing their experience with therapy. Um, and we were talking about the very thing we were just discussing about, um, you know, the importance of continuing to, if one therapist doesn't work out to continue to go and, you know, search out until you find somebody. If you, one medication doesn't work, you don't just stop looking for medication. You keep right. doing that until one um, is found for you. So like, there's that kind of stuff. People, um, I mean, do you have like really intellectual conversations and then you That's have love. the rapid conversations yeah, yeah. and it's from people all over the globe. Like in that particular room, it was like, probably two o'clock here in you know, you know, in Fort Wayne in Indiana, but the person that was leading it was 830 in um the UK where they were, you know. So it's you're dealing with, with so many people and you know it's it's a great space because you're just talking. So they have like rooms where you have like the moderator or so and then everybody else is silent in the audience. But if you want to speak, you kind of there's a raise hand function and you come up on what they call you come up on stage. And so when you're called on, you talk about whatever the topic is, whether it's giving knowledge or asking questions, and then um, you can go back in the audience if you want or whatever. And then um, you just kind of network from there. And it's just literally your voice. It's not your face. So you're just talking to people. It goes like, it's kind of addictive. I know we joined last, um, me and my husband joined last Sunday. And I know the first day I was like on there for, I was in so many, because it's so much stuff. That's great connect with like I've connected with um I probably have like a hundred something followers and people that I follow and majority there's some people of course that I know maybe about 10 or 15 that I even know the rest are just people I've connected with in different rooms people where I'm actually gonna hit up to possibly be my mentor as I'm going mental health journey um I was in a room the other day about you starting a YouTube channel and people literally are giving nuggets and it's refreshing because especially in this day and age so many people are you know hoarding knowledge for the fear that somebody's going to you know step in a lane and it's going to take their shine or whatever but it's so it's That's love. That's amazing. I'm so glad that exists. I'm going to definitely check that out. Um, oh. 
and I went, I downloaded the app and it like allowed me to reserve my username. But what happens is people who know you, like say you're like, you're in Theo's context. And so if he goes on the app, it may, sometimes it doesn't, it may show a banner and may say Kibway's trying to get in the clubhouse and he can let you in that way, but it doesn't always give you that alert. Right. Um, and you get one invitation when you go. So when you when you join, you want to make sure that you give your invite to somebody that's going. Mm. Oh, wow. To come back or not. Or that's love. But because, I mean, it's really a space and it's only for Apple users right now. I, um, that's it's not that's opened dope. up to Android just yet. They're, okay. they're working on that platform. So, yeah, you... I mean, then over time, like I got more invites the other day, like six more invites. And I think it's based on like how you interact, whether you, you know, and how many people you um, are friends with or something. I don't know exactly what the term, because I don't think Theo got any. <laughs> he joined before me. So. <laughs> <laughs> you like, I did invites and I didn't. <laughs> uh -huh. so it kind of depends, but it's definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's love. I love seeing conscious driven content, um, finding new homes. That's that's what we need right now. You know, that's that's why I created this podcast. It's free. This is free game, free mentorship, free therapy, free uh, insights on how to get yourself from point A to point B, how to overcome the process of whatever it is. Yep. So, yeah, thank you again so much for being yeah, here. Thank you for having um, me. I enjoyed it. Oh, yes, yes. You all find uh, author uh, Dawn J. Smith on Facebook. Uh, her book, Enough, is available on Amazon. Uh, she's on Clubhouse. So if you in there, what's your Clubhouse handle? Um, Just Dawn Smith. Dawn um, Smith on Clubhouse. <laughs> Yeah, they typically use their real names on Clubhouse. You have a few people that use like different handles and stuff, but it's just Dawn Smith on Clubhouse. That's love. That's awesome. All right. Thank you so, so much for being here and spending some time with us. Um, when you come out with your with your next books, uh, you gotta come on here and we gotta talk about them. I will we gotta talk about them. I will. This this book is really for anybody. Most people kind of pick it up because there's women on the cover and they're like, oh, it's just for women, but it's not. It did, my husband, of course, did the cover and I wanted to, it to depict like my different moods and feelings, but there is going to be, I call it a male version because it has a male cover and right. there will be, it will primarily have the same quotes and different things and affirmations, but I do, I'm trying, I'm, I'm working with my husband on a couple of ones specific to men's needs because you guys deal with different things. And then my son and I are working on a teen version of it as well. You better so. get him while they're young. Yeah. I love and, that idea. Yeah. I love that. I love it because he is very in tune. And that's something I think that as a parent, because I didn't grow up being able to express myself, I was always conscientious to make sure he was in tune, especially as a black male with yes. his his um, emotions and how he feels and being able to articulate those. That's amazing. That is amazing. I cannot wait. It kind of just gave me a push because I'll be trying to forget like I'm not doing it. Uh -uh. We need you. <laughs> we need you. Don't, don't, don't hide. I, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for being thank here. Uh, to all those who are listening, um, thank you all for listening. Find us on 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 Facebook, Instagram, Empower You Podcast on Facebook, Empower You Podcast on Instagram, EmpowerYouPodcast.com uh, on, on the internet. You can find all the episodes. You can find uh, merchandise that's specific to the show. You can go to the show and support the show. You can, you can interact with any of the resources I have. If you are interested in creating a podcast, I have things for you to get you started on your way. Um, because I believe po podcasts are fantastic platforms uh, where people can really be their authentic selves and and share goodness with the world. Um, and so I always recommend if you're trying to do something, start a podcast. If you're going to start a YouTube channel, start a podcast too. Just take the, the, the audio from your YouTube channel and put it on a podcast because it all works. So 
Um, yeah. Don't shortchange yourself. Don't leave any opportunities on the table. Um, contact Empower You Podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions. Thank you again, Don. Thank you so much. All right, we're out. Empower You Podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you.